Uh, I'm being recorded now. That's nice. a new safety feature they do. It's smart. They continue. Um, Welcome to the pod. Welcome to episode 65 uh, Should we go? Should we just kick off our apology to the to our fans? I mean, it's been three races, and we have. We're just now getting around <laughs> to podcasting. I, I'm embarrassed, frankly. I'm embarrassed. That can't be you. true. I feel, like be true. I feel like we've made this same apology in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder when people are going to be tired of the apology. But this I will, will I think I think it's safe to say this will never happen again until it does. Yes. That's a fair that's that's a that good way to say very it. truthful. Yes. I'd like to say we tried to schedule a pod before this, but we really didn't. You know? <laughs> I mean, you didn't need to out us like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think very, I think, very busy spring. Yes, things came up. Um, so other things came up. <laughs> other things came up. I don't want to get into it here, but you know who you are. Just kidding. I have no idea. But we did have some race watches, which I think was a, a highlight. Well, I'm sure we'll oh. all get into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what are we here to discuss, Charlie? Um, wow, I didn't know I was in charge of that. I'd say let's go, um, let's let's go chronologically and spend the most most recent thing. So let's start off with, oh god, yeah, I'm not gonna try and recap the races, but the season did start in Bahrain and Hamilton won. We oh we have we never had a a pod after the first race. I thought oh we podded before I said. the first before yeah. the first. Yeah, race. we did a Got season it. preview. Nothing since. Oh wow. Okay. So let's Hamilton, go. Let's go lap by lap, starting in Bahrain. Let's just break it down. <laughs> Bahrain was the first race. Hamilton Red Bull had the fastest car, but Hamilton won. There was a Red Bull made a strategy error. Um, then the next race was Italy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. The next race was Italy. Verstappen, Verstappen, Red Bull again, maybe had the fastest car it's closer. Verstappen won. Um, but Hamilton, but because of the fastest lap point, Mercedes retained their lead in both the drivers and the constructors championship. Um, I would say Bahrain, I don't remember any big, Storylines, except it was pretty shocking to see that the Red Bull was faster than the Mercedes as a car. The biggest storyline, I think, from Italy was Botox Russell crash. We should talk about that a little bit. And uh, of course, because I'm speaking, I'm going to mention that McLaren Norris hit the podium in third, legitimate third. Interesting note about those first two races the person who qualified first came in second in both races mm. Mm. that is an interesting note oh, wait, no and we should track that i had no nope, i am just wrong that was a fake fake news and then you caught it <laughs> <laughs> lewis has gotten lewis had pull at bahrain okay but the and, last two and italy oh did he wow yeah okay I, yeah that kind of i don't know that's Maybe short-term memory loss, but I swear Max had had a pull at one of these, but he doesn't. It's crazy. He he really he had pull in none of them. Yeah, isn't that shocking? Oh. Yeah, I thought he thought he did. So I guess I th- I would say the the most interesting talking point from um, Italy, Portimao. No, that was Portugal. Imola. Mm. Imola. Uh, was the Botas Russell crash? I think, and I think the most interesting point from Bahrain was Verstappen actually did pass Lewis. I'm going to say on track in air quotes here um, for the lead of the race, but then had to give the position back because the steward said he left the track to make the pass, which was kind of a controversial call since a lot of people were leaving the track right there. Mm. Yeah, I would say. Um... Maybe we could do a couple of themes from the, and so we're not going to go into detail in all these races. So maybe a couple high level themes here. I, I'd um, love to kick off God. a theme. I have one. Sure. Why don't you, <laughs> please. 
I don't know how everybody else feels. Don't but say track I am limits. So fed up with track limits. <laughs> I'm gonna kill people over track can, limits. Can we? Uh, can you please um, explain to the layman out there what a track limit is? So, the fastest way around some of these circuits is to maintain so much speed through corners that you go over the white line exiting turns kind of onto a straight. So you're essentially off the tarmac onto, I don't know what that material is, but you're kind of off course. And to get cars back on course, they've enforced at select turns limits. So in qualifying and in the race, they'll either delete lap times or make you give a spot back if you cross over the line. And so that's the basic thing. My issue with it is, one, over the course of the weekend, they are changing what corners they're monitoring. So that's frustrating as a fan. And my biggest, my bigger gripe with it is actually watching the live events. I have no idea what turns they're in. So I have no idea if a track limit is enforced at that turn or not. So I'm watching qualifying and I'm thinking... Oh, Max just went over that lap time is deleted, but no, it's not a turn that it's actually monitored. So I just have no idea. I just wanted to back us out, give us the, the what's the yes. corporate jargon, the 10,000 meter view. Sure. Of what a track limit is. So the fast, you're trying to get. That's from, what Charlie just did. <laughs> I want to go more basic because he's talking about. Why don't we just hand it to Rob on these explanations from the start? Right, Rob, let's hear me... that. This <laughs> Charlie, for the record, I, I think Charlie did a good job explaining that for the record. I, I didn't say he didn't. I think that there, Charlie, Charlie's good, jumped right into the some of the finer points of it, though, and I wanted to lay the rougher groundwork. So, uh, damn. All right, fine. I, I said, never mind. No, I, I think it'd be best. No, go, go, go. Yeah, yeah, we need it. Uh, so you're trying to get from the start finish line to the start finish line in the smallest amount of time. Obviously the fastest way is just kind of like spin around. Straight and line. The idea of a track is they want you to go a certain way with the squiggles here and the squiggles there. You know, you could cut corners. Like if it's a, if it's a, you, you could just like turn early and, and miss part of the track. The idea is you have to stay kind of on the track so so that um, you're you're driving the race course. Traditionally, track limits were enforced by the fact that the if you weren't on the track, it wasn't paved or it was grass or if it was gravel, and that really slowed you down if it didn't cause you to crash. So you had to stay on the track, and they track limits enforced them enforced themselves. Mm. Now that they're making a lot of the circuits um, multi-purpose and especially sharing them with motorcycle racing, they can't have gravel traps, and I think they can have less grass also maybe. So a lot of the runoff areas, a lot of the off-course off areas are paved. So you don't, in a Formula One car, you actually don't have any time penalty for going off the track. And in many of these cases, you do gain time by going off the track now so formula one has this problem of how do we get people to actually drive the course given what that we can't just make the the non-course grass or gravel which would then enforce itself so they are now enforcing them selectively as charlie said on different corners and it's confusing i wonder if they've um I feel like there's a cheap um, solution to this. I don't know if you've ever played Mario Kart, but like throwing some bananas maybe in the the, the car turns might do the trick. Um, Amazing. <laughs> look for that in, in um, Portimao. But um, I have a question. Where was this? This is this seems to me like the first year that this has really been an issue. So have there been rule changes, or have I just been ignorant to the to the rule? I got to totally agree with you. I mean, this hasn't been a problem. Why are we focused on track limits this year? It seems so stupid. Just let these guys race. Come on. So it's not the first year. If you recall about two years ago, there was a huge hubbub about sausage curbs in Austria. <laughs> and they were putting down <laughs> big curbs, big bumps, just for the Formula One 
races. They would remove them for the motorcycle races. And it was a co- causing the cars to break. They were breaking suspensions. I actually think that's what led to one of the Ferrari suspension Yes, cars. pedal. It led Good. to several Mercedes uh, floor or wing breakages. So they have been struggling with this. I don't know. I agree. It's a bigger issue this year. I don't know why. Um, yeah. Maybe it's just because the first two races we had uh, um, big issues with the lead being lost because of a track limit and qualifying being lost for a track limit. This is this issue has been around. It does seem bigger this year. I'm not sure that it is bigger. Okay. Yeah. It, I maybe. Well, I, don't, I mean, I, I feel like, and this is probably where the anger from John and Charlie is coming from. It feels like Max is getting penalized heavily for this. I've seen multiple lap times eliminated for Max and I can understand why you guys are upset. Um, but I also, I think Charlie made a good point. I mean, it's so hard to know watching the race where these limits are enforced. If, if, if the limit is there, then it seems like it's a very easy call. Do you exceed it or don't you? And if you do, you get penalized for it. So where, I don't understand where the judgment comes in here, unless like you're literally on the line, then it should be like tennis. If you touch the line, that's in. If you do, if you're past the line, it's not. They have technology for that. What about how's it work in golf, Andrew? <laughs> Did you Golf's really a simple. That's a simple sport. You get that ball in the hole and you're good to go. It's a little different. Um, but maybe there's a, maybe there's an opportunity there to further increase the um, the always changing F1 graphics, where maybe you, you have a little indicator for where track limits are. Um, but yeah, it's 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 confusing. Or I, sorry, go ahead. Okay, like I don't get like they choose certain corners where they're enforcing it. How about the entire track? Stay on the track. Period. I if like you go that. off anywhere, you get penalized. There's no wishy washiness about this. Yeah, okay. Like Couldn't have said yeah, it better. Right. I was going to say the same thing. It, it everywhere it should be enforced. It's it's really it's a bad viewing experience and. Although I don't like it as a Red Bull fan, I totally understand it on qualifying. It's just like you can't do that. But during the race, I think there should be. I guess the fastest lap is an interesting case, but like there, there's not like a five second penalty for Lewis Hamilton doing it over the course of the race. I know they have the black and white flag, but they never pull it out on race leaders. Um, That's because race leaders are warned about it by their team and they stop saying it. How many times have you heard the driver saying, We've been warned three times. Next time is a black and white. That's a radio message we hear all the time. Well, then I think that should apply to the fastest lap. Then you get a warning, just like on the other, all of the other uh, race laps. It's just, it's just inconsistency across. Like I know they're going for different things. It's just a lot of inconsistency in my mind. So is there any? But during, I think during qualifying, it should be pretty simple. During a race, oh, I guess it could get complicated if you you exceed or go outside for a racing kind of incident, not just trying to cut corners. I mean, that's where there would be some judgment, but that should be easy to figure out. I think it's unduly complicated. I like John's solution, but I don't know that it's inconsistent. I think you kind of, everyone gets a certain number of warnings in the race. Then you get the black and white flag. Then you get the black flag. So you think it's been fairly... Do the a-holes in the back get warned like madison yeah, and schumacher yeah i, I right. think your your claim that uh, <laughs> the teams warn their drivers it's if they go over the line that the fi whoever's lead, the in charge of the race should call them and say that's your warning that's like, what happens the team says we've been informed that you've you okay have- so on the second one why aren't they getting a five second penalty because that's not the rule. The rule is you get, I think, three or four infractions, warnings. <laughs> then you get the black and white flag. Then you get the black flag. Which As I'm a viewer, again, like, I just I don't get the sense that is being applied equally, honestly. I, and I not and I say that no from way. A, I say that from Mercedes, a Red Bull. I I honestly feel like the teams in the back are getting screwed the most. Never mind the insane blue flag issues. We can talk about that later. Where. Uh, Hamilton saw Sergio Perez with a lap behind him and screaming blue flag at him. Um, but it's inconsistent enforcement. It's a bad system, I think. There would be 200 people watching 
these races to enforce this. It's impossible to look at every single car on every single turn. They're looking at the top dogs and penalizing them. That's a fact. Not only penalizing. I mean, have there Max been any... point? Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I think with fastest laps, a little bit different though, right? Like, you have to yeah, eliminate that lap, John. Just like in qualifying, you drop that lap. You, Andrew, you the, saw you, his you can't, lap. You can't set the fastest lap and then be like, "Oh, you get a warning." <laughs> well, I just set the fastest lap. But like, but I, Andrew, again, that's this, the point. Like, it, this has happened for the race. This has a warning or not? Like, we we can't actually see this happening because there's there's too many complex things going on. But let's just say Max Max Verstappen cuts a turn three times over the course of the race and gets three different warnings and does an undercut on Lewis Hamilton and comes out ahead of him by a fraction of a second. That's a bigger difference than one fastest lap. Yeah, true. Yep, no doubt. And I'm sure that could that's probably happened over the course of the last couple of years. Well, I, for one, will be watching this very closely over the next few races. Um, I hope it's not. I, I hope it's still not a theme at the end of the season because it's a bit frustrating. I, I don't know what. Like either enforce it everywhere, make it better f- fan viewing experience, or put the sausage curbs back, the temporary ones that you can take out for the motor yeah. motorbikes. You just ruin the car. If they go over the track limits, ruin the car. I don't, I'm fine why, why Why? can't the motorbikes also stay within the lines? I think it's more of a safety if they if they yeah, then they'll die. So yeah. there's even even bigger reason to stay within the lines. <laughs> <laughs> they should paint them like so- actual sausages and curbs. Yes, and it's like scra- scratch and sniff. So it smells Maybe like... Maybe in Austria. Bronze. <laughs> Close. Um... That what was, other that themes we have? That, uh, the, the other theme I was thinking of is, um, I think this year is the first year where Carolyn has actually been pretty invested, and I and she was very pleasantly surprised with, and me too, the first couple of races how close the midfield was, um, as well as the battle for the front, where it's not a guaranteed. Obviously, Hamilton is still winning, but I think Max is a true challenger. Every race, you don't know who's going to win. I think that's awesome. And the midfield battles have just been, I think, outstanding. So I think... Can we get her on? Yeah, we should get her on. I think just how close it is, is much more appealing to the average average viewer. Totally agree. I think that was a major knock against F1 in previous years. And I hope the regulations, while don't become NASCAR, continue to promote competition between the teams. But the other thing, I, I really have to tip my cap to Liberty Media. I think they're behind the Netflix series. I think that's the real Huge. reason we have more Huge. people. And I don't know why other sports leagues aren't doing this. I mean, I'm a, I'm, we're obviously huge footy fans, but Becky and I love those Amazon series <laughs> that you go you go into the Man City dressing room for a season. Becky loves watching footy now. I, Every league should she, be doing these behind the scenes. She just loves going into men's soccer dressing rooms. In, in yeah, indeed. be careful. <laughs> where is that? Where, where is the, in, does the f- football behind the scenes thing? Yeah, it comes off Amazon Prime. Do you Prime. have a couple screen screen grabs of that for Rob? We could send I'll, it. I'll find one. I mean, they have, they have hockey, they have football, they have footy, obviously they have F1. I mean, they got the major sports. What are you missing? baseball but i i I agree with charlie i think uh, drive to survive has done um a huge service to f1 to get into the to some other fans yes sean um i totally agree with all the points above i would say i'm actually starting to turn on danny rick a little bit Mm. uh he he talks such a big game in drive to survive like his whole motto is like what what is it like um f F stuff up. That's his motto, you know, like just cause havoc. The guy's a nothing on the track, you know, like you can't say that's your motto and that's your whole MO and you're just a loser out there, you know? John is so, what's, how I just got, you are so offended that anyone would, (laughs) would leave your beloved Red Bull. No, 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 like now, Andrew. Anyone who would wrong Christian Horner like that is just like, is now just dead to you. 
I've said this so many times to you guys. I, I I hate what Danny Rick did to his career. Like he just ruined his career. Not going McLaren's actually a better move. I don't know why he went to Renault. It's just it destroyed his his career. He's not going to get it back now. And I love the guy. I love things. Thirty years old. I mean, he's got, he's got some runway. Yeah. What if he goes back Does to Red Bull, John? Thirty years old in F one. It's ancient. He's in Alonso forty. Why yeah, is sucks? Yeah, go Charlie's got a I, I was just gonna say I I I think Danny Rick made a mistake, but I want to separate in his career choice. I want to separate that for a second. I do agree with John. I think Danny Rick plays to the cameras a little bit much in that show. I think he's much more likable character in his interviews to the side. I think he really plays it up in that show. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. I don't like him in that show. I like him normally. Thank you. I, I, I should have said it that way. It's better said than me, Charlie. But yes, that's what I was trying to get across. Nothing to do with Red Bull. I like him. I think his, I think his shtick is getting a little old for me personally. Maybe that's what you guys are trying to say. I don't know. Maybe. Yes. I don't know. It is um, what I'm trying to say. I do agree. Like at some point, well, if you're so good, you're now in McLaren, which is a good car. Why is a 19 year old boy just like <laughs> stomping you every weekend? And you can, you can tell me in an interview that the car is not built for you, which I, I think is crazy. Like you're, you're a professional race car driver. You, like the car is not built for your style. What are you talking about? I, I'm, I'm hearing the same excuses from Carlos Sainz Jr. I'm sick of it. You know, step up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I just don't get it. Rob, you're a McLaren guy. What's going on here? I think that none of the new driver, new to new to the team drivers have got on top of their cars three races into the season. They're all behind their teammates. Name one who's not. Where's Vettel oh. and Stroll? Behind he's Vettel beat Stroll this this week this week, but prior races he had behind him. I agree with your point. It takes a while to get used to the car. I think the way they're phrasing their answers is a little bit rough. The car's not built for me. You just say you're still adjusting. Um, but give Sergio credit. He out-qualified Max in one race and I didn't beat him in the race. I would say Sergio's been I would say he's been pretty impressive. I mean, especially I think he's helped a little bit by the past couple of Red Bull drivers that where it's playing second fiddle to Max. So Sergio <laughs> looks like a rock star compared to them. Yeah. Um, but he's been pretty good. Here's what I have to say. Alonzo finished behind Ocon. Do, does anybody in this pod think that Ocon is a better driver than Alonzo? Come on. We, we do have to give Alonzo a little bit of time to get back used to an F1 car. I know Charlie will probably like, disagree with that, but he has been out of the sport for how many years? Two. Two. So that's that takes some time. Guy thinks he's the greatest driver in the world. Why don't you show us? All right. Uh, should we talk about the Botas <laughs> Russell thing that happened in Imola? <laughs> Sounds like sure. you're dying to do it. So Botas was having a hard time warming up his tires. He was in like ninth place or something. And Russell in the Williams, who wants Botas' seat next year and is quite open about it, was trying a pass on a wet track on slick tires got out into the wet uh botas ha gave him legal room but maybe not as much room as you'd give to somebody who you were trying to be respectful of like maybe if you wouldn't do that to a teammate and then George lost control in the wet and then speared into Botas and crashed them both into the wall at high speed. Then George Boy got out of the car, walked over to Botas and slapped him on the helmet and then walked away. Immediately after the race, they were both blaming each other. And then the next day, Russell apologized and said, my emotions got the best of me. Russell also claimed that Botas would not have defended as aggressively against anybody else because George is coming for his seat and he, Botas knows that. George also walked that back. Toto Wolf said George's theories are crazy. 
and Toto manages George's career and is in charge of who gets that seat next year. I think this is huge egg on the face for Georgie Boy, who had a very promising race last year at the end of the season when he did get called up to Mercedes. And I wonder if he has put a serious dent in his career aspirations. Mm. I think everything you... Yeah, go ahead. I... I disagree with huge egg on Georgie Boy's face. I think he freaked out and caused the accident, to be clear. I think it was his fault. He got he felt the pressure and just like swerved into Botas. That being said, I think he's right about Botas giving him a hard time. And I think he he had to walk it back for political reasons. And obviously Toto Wolf is gonna try to throw cold water on the whole situation because he has a vested interest in both the drivers getting back to normal, but I think that can all be true. Um, yeah, I, I um, <laughs> you're playing with your drill. Now you forget what you're going to say. <laughs> I did get distracted. Uh, yeah. I did this awesome thing where it feels like slapping the battery pack. Um, yeah, I don't think, you- Rob, I think you did a very good job of, of breaking down the whole situation. I do not think it's, huge egg on his face i don't think it's a career um sometimes people say career limiting decision i don't think it's that he looks like a immature kind of teenager which i think he is unless he's like 20 but he's pretty young um i really enjoyed what did botas say he's wearing his tinfoil cap i thought that was a hilarious line talking about (laughs) george russell's conspiracy theories i thought that was great um it was it was hard uh, after <laughs> and after they crashed and George Russell went over and slapped him in the head and then Botas immediately just flipped him the bird. I thought it was it was highly entertaining. What a great sequence! Yeah, I, I mean it was a racing incident. George freaked out because he's immature, but at the same time, you do like to see that fire out of out of a racer. So I don't I don't hate it. I don't think it ruined his career. Maybe it maybe it did uh put his seat into Mercedes back a year. You know, Rob, I could I could see your point there. Maybe it got delayed, but uh yeah, I don't know. I mean if if Max did this, Rob would be just absolutely destroying him for it. So um a little hypocrisy, but that's okay. No, what? I, I think it was a completely Rob, you'd be saying, kick Kick him out of F1. He should be out of here. Done. That's what you'd be saying. George doesn't have a history. This is the first time offense as far as I'm <laughs> aware. <laughs> um, I do think it, I, 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 I wonder if it is a little bit of George, like getting impatient a bit, thinking he deserves That's to funny. be in that seat. Botas is just basically like a pawn. Um, He's not really a man. He can he never wins. I mean, it's just kind of sad. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think George Russell thinks I would be so much better than him, and he's just getting frustrated. So yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, it's, it's not a good look. I would encourage all of us going back and listen to the, uh, one of our podcasts from the end of last year when Georgie nearly cucked Botas uh, with the car fell on him, right? And he got and he lost out. Yeah, but yeah. Yep. he was. He dominated Botas that weekend, so maybe yeah, he he's did. got a point. <laughs> I think he does have a point. I mean, Botas is pathetic. We can all agree on that. Botas, so why didn't they give um, Georgie Boy the seat then? Like, I don't. What's their strategy here? We, we must be missing something. We want to maximize Lewis's years without any real challenges. Botas does his beta job perfectly. Yes, he is a great number two. Yeah, he's falling off a little bit this year. It doesn't matter. Mercedes will still win the driver's championship. I I think that Red Bull would have killed for a number two like Botas the last couple of years. Absolutely. Agreed. You don't think they'd they'd, uh, go back and hold on to Alex Alpin? (laughs) (laughs) Where's he? Or uh, Pierre Gasly. Who is their guy? Pierre Gasly. Gasly's good this year. Should we do a little know, what's update before we jump into Portimao? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Rob, you want to lead it off since you uh, brought it up? Um, brought it up. 
Okay. Um, well, I have temporarily put the violin down and picked the harmonica up. I am. Is that a metaphor? Or is that reality? I have been holding the violin the whole time, so I guess it's kind of a metaphor. Um, I'm two lessons into my YouTube education on harmonica, so look for me near a campfire <laughs> near you, maybe this summer. Could be exciting for everybody. Um, the bees finally arrived, and we have a thriving hive of honeybees in the backyard now. They're very tame. You can stand right near them. Uh, they haven't loved the cold weather and the rain, so... So they sleep inside. They don't really come out when it rains, much like me. Um, and uh, Dory, well, since our last podcast, Dory has stopped sleeping. She gets up every two hours over the night. Um, oh it's improved a little bit lately, but the bees and the harmonica are keeping me sane when I otherwise wouldn't be. I, I'm taking my paternity leave i have six weeks and i'm taking it in a very unconventional one week on one week <laughs> off two weeks on two weeks off several weeks on three weeks off schedule which has some people <clears throat> annie upset and but um we'll see how that works out so i should have a nice chunk over the summer where i'm on paternity leave and annie's on teacher leave and we might travel somewhere that's all that's fit to print from my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, they caught the Newton burglars. I should also share oh, that. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the Newton police did publish. I had created a Google map documenting all the burglary sites and published it to people I knew. And then soon thereafter, the Newton police published a very similar map. So I don't know if I get any credit for this, but I'm not claiming it, but. You know, um, but they did catch those burglars. So Newton is once again safe. Now, was it one? Was it one group, or were there multiple actors? In South Newton, there was a uh, solo perp, and he was really targeting one very small neighborhood. And then there was a group that was coming in, I think from Boston via car and hitting up like six houses, eight houses a night. So. The aqueduct theory did not actually turn out to be the. Could or, or do no, no, I'm not, not, not retracting the aqueduct theory. Um, they very well could have parked the car and then just run around on the aqueduct. Got it. I think actually that probably did. That probably is what happened. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't know because I wasn't there with them, but that probably is what I would do. Allegedly. <laughs> the investigation gets from Boston. There may be more indictments. <laughs> Um, great. I, I love to get, I think we should, maybe you could fill us in on the B status, um, in a future podcast. I think a lot of listeners would, would like to hear how those are turning out. Do you expect to get a, uh, a honey harvest at some point, or is that not really what this is about? Um, that's what it's about for they, me. If they have a very successful year, I might get a small honey harvest in the fall, but the first year is really about building the colony building trust mm. and building a family. Yep. A lot of trust falls. Understood. understood. I have 10,000 bees now. Hopefully. 10,000? Hopefully <laughs> I should have 20,000 in a month or so. That's way more than I Whoa. thought. <laughs> yeah, 10,000. What are you talking about? I was expecting 200 maybe. Oh my God. Do you need a permit for this? I probably, I probably killed 200 by not sealing the... Uh, what? Oh my gosh. A tank of sugar water properly. No, you don't need a permit on your own property if you want to put them on city property. Now you do need a permit. That's a spring of 2021 new ordinance. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah, that was good yeah. to know. Um, I can go, I guess. Let's see. Since the last time we chatted, um, Emmett just started new daycare so now emmett and john's boy connor are sharing a nanny which is great um emmett seems like he's going through a little a little struggle he's he gets very attached and i drop him off he starts wailing so that's not really that much fun 
But um, I think overall it's going to be really fun, really good. Dolores, awesome nanny. Um, I was left home alone by Carolyn. Carolyn had a nice little bachelorette party out to California. So I held down the fort, built up a lot of relationship capital, as you guys like to say. So hopefully I can get a couple of golf rounds in. Really looking forward to that. And um, we had a lovely race watch. I don't think anyone mentioned that. We had a great race watch hosted by Charlie. Um, I, I really can't compliment the chef enough. He made a, a wonderful frittata. Hopefully, um, Carolyn took the recipe and she'll be making some frittatas for me moving forward. I brought the scones. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't think we should forget about the scones. Those are great. And, um, yeah, it's a great time. I, I think we should do more race washes now that we're all vaccinated. I got my second shot on Monday, hundred percent vaccinated, ready to go. Let's do it. Very nice. Um, yes, the scones are delightful. Great race watch. We should do, again, read more of those. And then we should pod immediately after. We could actually pull that off one time. Um, I am also fully vaxxed up. I mean, I was the first person to get vaccinated in this group. No big deal. So I've been well, well past my second shot for uh, a little over a week now. Um, what have I been doing? Went down to Mijami for Easter to see the Mitchell clan. That was lovely. We got some biking in down there. Um, my woodworking project is humming along, <laughs> nearly done. The tenons are cut. I've got to round them off. Got to taper the legs. And then and then we're ready for glue, believe it or not. So the, the bench is going to be done soon enough. Don't, don't you worry. Um, Race watch, yeah. Mother's Day coming up. Becky's birthday on Sunday. Wish her a happy birthday, please. And it's a little celebration the weekend after. We're going to go down to Nantucket for a couple of days. Enjoy the enjoy the island before peak season, peak craziness. Nice. Where are you staying? Uh, Hotel Pippa. Only place on the island you can get for under thousand dollars a night, practically. Yeah, it's not cheap. Are you, gonna, are you taking the car ferry or just going to bike around no, or sorry. walk around? No cars needed. Nice. Save the environment. Um, no one, neither of you two O'Brien boys gave an update on your model airplanes. Can we, can we get a live look at that? Or I haven't started it yet because I'm finishing my stamp project. <laughs> I have started my modeling career. Um. I have painted everything that I can in machine silver, and now I'm waiting. <laughs> now I'm waiting on additional paints to arrive from China. 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 Uh, They're stuck in the Suez Canal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully they come via the Pacific. I think that's faster. <laughs> I didn't specify. All right. So. Well. I can't. I can't wait for us to see these these airplanes finish. That'd be nice. Um, right after Charlie's woodworking project and the stamps. Uh, okay, the stamps. I got a lot yeah, of balls oh, yeah. in the air, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a busy and guy. Uh, okay, I'll go. Uh, yeah, great race watch. Um, that was a good time. And the bread, Charlie. I also got it. What kind was that? Sourdough. It was really good bread from Steel Fresh and sourdough from. Uh, Stealing rye. Can't take credit for that. Wonderful. I didn't bring anything. Rob brought a lot of beer um, from Treehouse, which I've, I've been having a few. And Dory was perfectly behaved, too. Great kid. <laughs> Very well behaved. Um, let, let's see. Oh, I, I feel like uh, my, uh, families have been in town. My, uh, Andrew, our parents came. Oh, they helped you out. You didn't mention that, I don't think. And you're like, <laughs> I, was oh, trying, <laughs> I was trying to play up the fact that I was left at home alone. That's and Carolyn was uh, gallivanting in was Palm Springs. That's where it was, I think. Yes. Um, hanging out with some celebs. Uh, Andrew was watching Emmett, and uh, our parents came up nicely to uh, help out. So good to see them. The O'Briens, uh, not these two O'Briens, um, but Katie, Tom, and Barb also made an appearance in Dorchester around, was it around Easter? I believe yeah. for a week. Um, so that was nice. Katie stayed with us and Tom and Barb um, stayed in a hotel, but uh, came over every day. So that was nice. And 
yeah, otherwise all good. I got a couple new neighbors. So kind of getting into the groove with them, but um, yeah, not too much going on on my end. Uh, Nanny share with Andrew starting up. The interesting thing, yes, Emmett does get upset right when he drops him off, but then he settles down quickly. The tough thing is every time I go to get coffee, he thinks that his dad has come to pick him up and then gets upset again. So I <laughs> actually texted Liz to bring me coffee down so he didn't see me today, but then she refused to do that. She wow. said she was on a call. She'd rather see him cry. Should we? Should the pod yeah. buy you a thermos? Because you should just fill up the whole thermos with the craft at the beginning of the day. Bring it down. Yeah, I think either that or maybe I'll get an espresso machine for for my office okay. area. I don't know. I got. I got to think of something because maybe both. Why don't, I can't have I can't have Emma um, losing it every time he sees me. Why don't you just take the espresso maker down to your office area? I could do that. It's a good good option. Maybe I'll do that. Nice. You're making espresso. I wish Andrew to get coffee. Uh, unless I have some coffee left over from my morning carafe. Um, but yeah, um, I wish Andrew would walk or ride his bike over more to pick up his child. He's been driving the last two days. Oh, it's no. been pour. It's been pouring rain, John. That is that is not <laughs> cool. You know what? Fine. I hope he gets wet. This is great. <laughs> that's a dirty right. move it's been very rainy should, should we do a race preview is yeah. that where we're at right now yes let's so do a little so for now I just want to briefly touch on I mean <laughs> we didn't talk about that <laughs> I think we have to say snooze or hats off to Hamilton but I agree it was not uh, a really exciting race to watch I was very worried that McLaren was going to fall behind Ferrari, but McLaren outscored Ferrari. So hats off to my boys. Anything of note that I haven't covered? That, that was a dirty thing you did to me during the race. Rogers goes, Hey, um, Andrew. So like if Ferrari finishes this and this, like they're going to be ahead of McLaren, right? Like I'm so worried immediately after that sign starts dropping like a rock in water, like He's in fifth, whatever. He finishes in like 11th out of the points. Of course, McLaren holds on. Just just mind games he's playing with me. It's disturbing. <laughs> I know I mentioned this earlier, but has anybody seen the clip of Hamilton saying blue flag into his radio when he comes up upon Perez? Yeah. <laughs> no, very funny. That. Very, very funny. So funny. He goes, what? Blue flag? And then uh, what's his name? Comes on the radio. Nope. No, Lewis, he's, he's racing. <laughs> he's a first. Right, go on. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed yeah. that. That's great. It's a good watch. What about um, Mazepan not respecting the blue flag and almost taking out Checo? That guy that should be kicked out too. of the sport. Yeah. Five-second penalty. I'm hoping he learns his lesson. He's he's bad news, just period. I, I don't know don't, what to do about yeah. him. Don't we kind of want a character like that, though? I mean, it's kind of entertaining. You never know what he's going to do. No, he's, he's just so. bad. He, but he's not like he's not a villain. He's just kind of like an incompetent jackass. <laughs> it is okay. Max is the villain you guys want and need. All right. <laughs> is is Mazepan like Pastor Maldonado? Like I know he he was only racing for like a season or two. I think when we got into it, but that kind of equal footing. Think, like he was kind of an idiot. I think Mazepan. Pan is mostly taking himself out and is so far behind that he's not really racing anybody. I, I say this in all seriousness. So I don't yeah. I don't think like he has has created any uh bad blood because he's not near anybody. Yeah, except there's one thing with Checo, but we'll yeah. see what he does. Uh, so now we have the Spanish Grand Prix coming up. The season is now picking up in earnest. Uh, the Spanish Grand Prix on the like a five day after a five day break, Alonso's home race, Carlos Sainz Jr.'s home race, and then after two right, weeks, then we go back to Monaco. I haven't been there in a while, so the season is picking up here, and I think it, it looks good between Red Bull and Mercedes. I think Mercedes does look like they. 
figured something out and I'm fearful that they're going to romp, run away with it in a romp, but let's hope it keeps, stays close. And a great midfield battle. I think McLaren, Ferrari, maybe Alpine. So. As I know, yeah. I, I heaped some praise on Perez earlier, but he, he really needs to be more consistent in beating Botas for Red Bull to have a a prayer at the drivers championship, which I don't really think, I don't think they do, uh, but he needs to be better, even though I think he's doing pretty well with the, with a brand new car. And then other big topic, um, Canada's off being replaced by Turkey, June 11th through the 13th, major disappointment for, for this crew. We love Canada, but um, we'll keep our streak of consecutive Canadian GPs attended alive. So Indeed. that's the most important silver lining. Yeah, I don't think it's a terrific track to watch. So unless you're there in person, it's a great experience in person. So <laughs> we're always there in person. I'm happy. Yeah. I go this yep. Way. Especially the hairpin turn. So <laughs> I do want to put it on record <laughs> that we should probably be going on the Chichok ski trip in the winter, early spring 2022, and then Canadian GP 2022. So any spouses out there, you've had your notice, and and wait, hey, if you missed wait, this podcast, that's on you. And then a footy weekend in like yeah, early mid fall. You may yeah. want to then hold on to some of that pat leave, Rob, until then. I, I would no, suggest I Rob will have three more kids like, by then. <laughs> can you can you take time off for bees, or is that if you have ten thousand kids? <laughs> Actually, we do have some kind of like adoptive leave. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Even if I get a fraction of a day per B, I'm doing very well. Why don't we all just adopt each other's kids in a circular fashion so then we can all get some adoptive parent leave, you know? I think if you like change a kid's diaper once, that counts as like you're at least a secondary caregiver kind of thing. So you As an employment time. lawyer, I would say read your company's policy carefully. Oh, okay. I, it may wink. not cover diaper changing or bees. But wink, wink. Loud and clear. Yeah, loud and clear. I, oh, I hear you. Okay. I'm more confused than ever, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, what time is the race? Should we get a race watch going? Or go around? Oh, race so my, is at nine. So yeah. my new nine Eastern... Day, daylight time see this yes. is my new thing is i've long ago gone to 24 hour time my new thing is talking only in zulu time so that's greenwich mean time with no daylight Jeez, so all the time is the same it never gets confusing you're just like oh these races usually take place at uh i'm pretty confused right now so <laughs> what, yeah what is the what is the zulu time of the race <laughs> yeah if you know what Zulu time is, it's not confusing. <laughs> no, it's Zulu is shorthand for Greenwich Mean Time. Oh, pardon me, I know what Zulu meant. So it's so, the, so we're just race, we're just loving it. the race it's time now. Is, the race time is probably fourteen hundred Zulu. My God, no, I'm not living like that. Uh, fourteen hundred right. Zulu. You know so I, it's hard. It's hard to describe. Let me let me put together a little cheat sheet, and we'll discuss it on the next pod. How guys? I think it's this. nine. It's nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> okay, no, you, you were saying yeah. Zulu. Wait, no, Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight <laughs> Time? I don't know. What are, what are we? Right? Well, it's all of this. Are we in daylight savings right yes. now? Yes, we are. Yes. Then, then yes, nine a.m. EDT. Is that correct? Okay. Then yes. it's thirteen hundred Zulu. Yes, it's thirteen hundred Zulu. Do you think in Zulu time or do you do the conversion every time? I'm new to it, so I'm still in the converting. But, you know, uh, you think about it long enough and then you live it. Once you, you know when you really get it is when you start dreaming in Zulu. Call you up know, your that, watch. Is it is it in Zulu time right now? No. <laughs> no. Better better be. Be. Oh, oh, so you're really not living it. Well. Change your watch I, and then if, I'll. If anyone I'll wants listen. to host, if anyone wants to host a race watch, just, you know. Shout it out when you get a chance. Ooh. Maybe someone. 
I would love to. I'm hosting some Mother's Day thing. Oh right, you got some huge. Maybe I could leave the birthday girl. Maybe I could leave that and just say I'm going to. Isn't it at your house? Well, yeah, but I'll still offer my house up. I just won't be here. Got it. Got it. I was assuming you'd also host the race watch. (laughs) That could get tricky. (laughs) All right. Maybe I will. If if the race is at thirteen hundred Zulu, I don't think that the Mother's Day party is starting until fourteen thirty Zulu. I did. I do have sufficient time to put that in. I I forgot temporarily that it's Sunday's Mother's Day. That I should. That that is. uh, I don't think I can do a race watch on Mother's Day. I hope Miss Zulu doesn't hear that. Mm. (laughs) The um, the Gunners on are on at fourteen hundred. If anybody cares, so who are they going to lose to? Zulu. I think West Brom. <laughs> Lock that in. You guys you saw the you guys saw the the abuse I got for talking about soccer. I mean that <laughs> the anger that Carolyn sends my way is real. That is very real. <laughs> Andrew, it's soccer. legit though. She's spot on. About you too. You're a poser. I'm not a poser. No, I'm not. I watch it in Spanish. You get for real? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make you not a poser. <laughs> Ah, good stuff. Good, good stuff. <laughs> Watching in Spanish means you're legit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, do you, do you I, understand you anything me. except goal? Goal. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, and, and when they say a guy's name and the team name, I get all that. But everything else, I don't understand. If I don't show up for the next podcast, you'll know why I watched the Gunners. <laughs> all right all right good pod good stuff boys thank you later <laughs>